0: You are listening to the Religion Revolution Radio. I'm your podcast host, Noby Craven. I'm a Special Olympics DC athlete and a Special Olympics international employee. On this podcast, I interview athletes, partners, and ambassadors, employees, and supporters of Special Olympics. This podcast is for anyone and everyone who's interested in Special Olympics and the work that we do. New episodes come premiere every other Friday. 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, anywhere you get your podcast. Today, we will be talking Miss America 2022, Emma Broyles. Welcome, Emma, to the Inclusion Revolution podcast. We Thank
1: are, you so much for having
0: me. We are so excited to have you here today. Emma is not your typical Miss America. As the first woman from Alaska, the first Korean American to win the competition, She's setting a new standard for what it means to be Miss America. Emma is currently driving the country, inspiring the next generation of women, spreading the message of inclusion and how we can all be our best selves. I'm excited. I'm excited to talk more about your involvement Special Olympics. But first, I would like to hear more about your Miss America experience.
1: Yeah, so it. It's been such a crazy ride so far. You know, I've only been Miss America for a few months, but it's definitely much different than I ever could have imagined. You know, there's been so many really cool opportunities that have come out of this job, but I feel very fortunate to get to have such a unique opportunity to influence um, people all around the country. So I'm, I'm really really excited for what the rest of this year is going to hold.
0: For our listeners. who who are unfamiliar with Miss America competition. Can you give us a brief history of the competition and how it works?
1: Yeah, so this year we actually celebrated the 100th anniversary of the Miss America competition, which is crazy to think about. Um, so essentially what happens is women from all across the country come together to compete for the title of Miss America every year. So there's going to be a state title holder from every state that will represent, um, their state program. And we compete in talent. We, um, do an onstage question. We have a 10 minute interview with the judges, and then we also give a short speech about our social impact initiative. And mine is of course, Special Olympics. And um, so essentially it's really about finding a well-rounded person to represent the Miss America organization. And then Miss America goes on to promote her social impact initiative during her year of service. And she also has the opportunity to be a spokesperson for the Miss America organization and other causes that she would like to advocate for. So, of course, the main thing that I get to do as Miss America is work with Special Olympics um, and speak to people all around the country and all around the world, for that matter, about why Special Olympics is so important to our communities and what greatness our Special Olympics athletes are achieving.
0: Tell us more about becoming Miss America and how your and some of your favorite experiences throughout this journey.
1: I would have to say that my favorite thing that I've done as Miss America so far was probably getting to go um, back home for my homecoming celebration and celebrate with Special Olympics Alaska. They threw a wonderful brunch at our Special Olympics Alaska facility and it was so much fun getting to see all of my friends, And, um, we, we raised some money for Special Olympics Alaska and it was, it was such a cool moment. I remember the night that I competed for Miss America, they held a watch party for me at the Special Olympics Alaska building and a bunch of my friends and, um, athletes were there cheering me on. And I remember I watched that video so many times of their reaction to me winning Miss America, but it was, it was truly such a treat to get to come back. And, um, I'm really, really looking forward to getting to go to the USA Games this summer in Orlando, Florida. I've never been to the USA Games before, but my mom has been, and I haven't even been before, so I'm incredibly excited to get to go, especially because my high school's Special Olympics program is sending a unified track team, and so I'm excited to get to see them there and to cheer them on.
0: I know there's a lot of hard work, determination, perseverance that goes into what you have accomplished, which are also all traits of any dedicated athlete. How does Miss America competition compare to being an athlete?
1: You know, I think that's such a great comparison because they really are so similar And that it takes a lot of self-discipline and courage to be able to do something like that, right? Um, I think that probably the biggest thing that I've learned in competing in competitions like this is that you can't you can't put too much pressure on yourself, right? You know, I, I feel like I had made that mistake when I was younger and I went to competitions, you know, that I, I really just wanted to do well and I had a goal of winning and if I didn't reach that goal, then it felt like I was a failure, right? Um, and so this year going into Miss America, I, I went in with no expectations. I went in just hoping to have a good time to make friends and to make the most that i possibly could out of the experience rather than going into the competition with my eyes set on the crown because honestly i think that if i went into the competition with the only goal being to win there's no way i would have actually won and so i think that's very true for athletes too of course it does take a lot of determination and confidence and courage but at the same time, you know, you have to cut yourself a little bit of slack because if you put too much pressure on yourself, you're ultimately gonna come crashing down at the end of the day, right? Um, so I think the best thing you can do going into any, any high stakes competition is to make the most of it and to not put too much pressure on yourself and so to just enjoy the moment, enjoy the fact that you got there and that you're getting to have that experience.
0: especially we talk a, we talk a lot about the inner, strength of all athletes who can carry, carry our movement forward. Can you tell us more? Tell, can you tell me about where your inner strength comes from and who or what inspires you?
1: Uh, you know, I'd have to say that my older brother, Brendan, inspires me. We know we've talked about him quite a bit, but yeah, he's a Special Olympics athlete. Uh, He actually just turned 22 years old, not that long ago, so he was very excited about his birthday, but he definitely um, is somebody who inspires me, you know, I think I'm always just so amazed by the amount of compassion that he has. I think sometimes when people first meet him, you know, he's so, he gets so shy and so they think he might not be very social, but once once you really get to know him and once that kind of clicks in his brain where he realizes that you're somebody he wants to be friends with, then he just shows you unlimited compassion, unlimited love. And he's just such a funny guy. You know, he's got such a great sense of humor. Um, So it's been amazing to watch him overcome so many obstacles in his life and to still achieve greatness and to still be somebody who, who is, you know, making the most out of his life. It, it's so cool to see him um, achieving his goals and, and doing all the things that he loves to do. So he's probably the person that inspires me the most.
0: I, I would love to hear more about your involvement with Special Olympics. Tell me more about how you first got involved, why you chose it as your social impact initiative.
1: Yeah, so um, my my two brothers and I, I'm the middle child, so we're all 18 months apart. And so my older brother, when he was seven or eight years old, he first became a Special Olympics athlete. And, um, you know, my mom had been a figure skating coach for Special Olympics Alaska many years before, and you know, she was already a special education teacher. And so she was very much familiar with Special Olympics, and she she decided to have Brendan Start participating in Special Olympics because at that age, you know, he had started falling behind his peers in, in um, our social activities and in our sports because he simply couldn't keep up with them. And so that's, I think, when my parents decided to make that transition to get him involved in Special Olympics. And um, so my younger brother and I went to like every practice with him every Tuesdays and Thursdays. We'd go to track and field practice at our local gym, and my younger brother and I would run with the athletes. We would um, participate in the field activities. We would throw the tennis balls back to the athletes. And you know we'd be raking the sand for the long jump. And I remember it was just such a big part of my life. I can't even think about what my life was before we started going to Special Olympics practices every single week. So it's, it's crazy to think about how much my life Was shaped by um, my family's involvement in Special Olympics and how much of a role it played in the person that I am today. You know, I really had the opportunity to grow up alongside these athletes and to build these really unique relationships with them. That's why it was, you know, so special for me to get to return to Alaska for my homecoming and to go to that event at the Special Olympics building and see all of these athletes that, you know, I spent so many weeks with at practice, you know, growing up with my brother. So it was it's 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 such a such a unique opportunity that I had. And I remember thinking that I'm so lucky that I've had the opportunity to be so involved in Special Olympics and that I have all these friends because of Special Olympics, you know, but other people aren't as fortunate. Other people didn't get lucky and have you know a sibling who is a Special Olympics athlete. And in high school, I got to see that that opportunity come to light. You know, students without intellectual disabilities had the opportunity to be involved in Special Olympics school programs. And it was so inspiring and so heartwarming to see those relationships blossom between students with and without intellectual disabilities. Um, and I remember that's when I really realized, you know Special Olympics is plays such an important role in in our communities. You know, when somebody without an intellectual disability has the opportunity to make that connection and to build that build that relationship, they carry that sense of empathy and inclusion and open-mindedness with them everywhere they go. And I think that that in turn makes our communities and our world a much better place and a much more welcoming place for all. And so that was really when I decided I wanted to, um, I wanted to get involved at at a higher level. So, you know, I became the president of our partners club, which is our special school program at my high school. And I applied for my school to become a national unified champion school representative of special O. And we became the first in Alaska, the first school in Alaska to do so. And there were many schools that followed after us, but it, it has been such a wonderful ride, and I'm so fortunate that now I have this national platform of Miss America to bring more awareness to Special Olympics and do all that I can to get more people involved and to really spread this message of the inclusion revolution.
0: What is something about Special Olympics that you think more people should know?
1: I think a lot of people don't know about the Special Olympics Inclusive Health Initiative. Um, I I especially never, I wasn't really familiar with the work that Special Olympics did in terms of inclusive health when I was growing up. And most people that I talked to, even people who are involved in the school program for Special Olympics who are you know, high school students, they have no idea that that's even, that that's even an option that's offered. Um, and so that's, it's been really cool to get to um, do some, some events with Special Olympics to promote their inclusive health initiative. You know, I got to speak on Radio Row. I think I did like six or so interviews on Radio Row just speaking about Special Olympics inclusive health initiative uh, for, for the Super Bowl. And um, it's, it's so incredibly important to me, especially because, you know, I'm a future um, dermatologist, you know, I'm a future doctor, and I know how important it is for me to be able to treat a patient who has an intellectual disability, but so many other physicians don't have that, you know, personal connection, they don't quite know how to treat somebody with an intellectual disability, how to interact with them, and how to properly care for them. And so that's why it's so important that the work that Special Olympics does, you know, in providing this free training for physicians and bringing physicians in to provide services for people with intellectual disabilities who are such an underserved population as is. Um, So I've really been passionate about the Special Olympics Inclusive Health Movement, and I'm really looking forward to um, coming back to do the Healthy Athletes every year as, you know, as a, as a future doctor, I'm sure I'm gonna be there for the winter and the summer games every year, um, doing my part and hopefully recruiting more physicians to, to do the same.
0: In a few words, can you answer the question? What does inclusion mean to you?
1: Inclusion means making sure that every voice is heard. I think that um, one of the biggest things with inclusion is that sometimes we feel the need to to be the voice for somebody else, right? Sometimes we feel we feel the need to um, advocate for people with intellectual disabilities, but rather, it's important that we give people with intellectual disabilities the tools that they need to advocate for themselves too. Because you know, if we take all of that on ourselves, and if we um, if we do everything that we can to advocate for them, and we don't give them the opportunity to speak about their experiences and to advocate for themselves you know we're not going to get anywhere and so that's that's probably been the biggest thing the biggest thing for for me is um is is using using the tools that we have to teach and to give the opportunity for people with intellectual disabilities to advocate for themselves and that's why i'm so appreciative of the work that special olympics does in, in our communities because they give they give people with intellectual disabilities a voice they give them the opportunity a pedestal you know a platform to to advocate for themselves, to advocate for their needs, and to make sure that their their voices are heard.
0: Well, thank you, Emma, for joining the Inclusion Revolution podcast. Thank you for having me. Everything you're doing for our movement, while also being an incredible leader for women across the country, is so inspiring, to say the least. We appreciate all the work that you continue to do for the Inclusion Revolution. Thank you for listening to the Inclusion Revolution radio. Don't forget to subscribe. Tune in again in two weeks for a new episode.